Welcome to the Mandalorian's Explosion Network's after show, breaking down, discussing, and reviewing each episode of the Disney Plus original Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. My name is Dylan Blight. Joining me, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here for another great episode in which The Mandalorian just kills everybody. Sort of. But does really. he? Really? Does he, though? Doesn't kill anyone. A whole episode. Should have. Destroyed. Should have taken Bill Bird's head off straight away. <laughs> Jesus as soon as he dropped your baby. As soon as he dropped Baby Yoda, he should have gone, taken his flamethrower and just set him alight. Wow, this is coming out guns blaring, literally, on this one. Uh, yeah, so this week's episode was called The Prisoner, uh, directed by Rick uh, Famuwe. Did we solve how to say his last name yet? No idea. Famuwe- <laughs> oh my God, I feel so bad I can't say it, but Famuwe is how one we're going with. Uh, it was written by him and Christopher... Yost. 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 Here we go. It's one of those weeks. Um, the synopsis I write down for this week's episode was the Mando attempts to make some coin and does a job for some old crew members that goes bad when they turn on him. So what were your overall thoughts other than kill Bill Burr, kill Bill Burr, kill Bill Burr? Do you have any other thoughts? And there was any moments that stood out to you, flavor moments this week? I mean, it was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, we had to see the Mandalorian actually fight and shit. You know, not that he hasn't done that prior, but he, I feel like there was more fighting and like that kind of stuff this episode. Um, there were hints at like his past and uh, that kind of thing. It clearly was involved with these people previously. Um, but I've got some questions about that and what that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I didn't see the double cross coming. So that was a bit surprising. Yeah. All the way they were going to double cross him. And uh, yeah. No. I um- And they got him in the end. So. Yeah, it's important. Very satisfying. This is top three episodes for me. I really, really enjoyed this one. I just thought it was all yeah. out, a lot of fun, great cast, lots of different characters that I really enjoyed. Lots of great... I enjoyed the Easter egg stuff in this episode more than last week's because all the Easter egg type stuff in this is like very inside baseball, whereas last week's Easter egg stuff was all like, we're on Tatooine and stuff. And whereas the Easter egg, yeah. which I'll point out as we, we get to them for this week, had me more like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's that person. Like, oh, that's exciting. Mm. Uh, even just having uh, some of the actors show up, it, just playing this, like, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it as I get here. I'll point them out as I do it. But there's so many moments where I was like, that's, oh, that's, oh. And then, yeah, I just thought the action was really good. It was shot really well. Uh, that one specific moment at, like, the end where the lights are flicking on and off as the Mando walks up, I was like, that's badass fucking yeah, that's cool. shot that's happening here. Uh, having actually, like, several different kinds of aliens in this and, you know, yeah, one human character amongst the whole thing. So I thought that was also really good. Funny. Thought it was quite funny. Had jokes at the expense yeah. of all sorts of <laughs> things. <laughs> um, no, I, I really, I really, really enjoyed it. I'll have this one in my top three for sure. I thought it was just a blast. Um, from what I've gathered, once again, the internet isn't a huge fan because it's quote unquote filler once again, but I don't feel like we need to go over that every single week. But I don't no, think I'm, this was. I'm seeing mostly positive about this episode, I think. It was but okay, it but it was me. still filler. Can we get back to the real plot? I feel like that's a hard. People are like, yeah, it was good, but oh, filler. 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 It's not filler. He's getting money. What the fuck is he supposed to do? It's called the Mandalorian. Everyone thought the. Uh, didn't, didn't didn't we think when the show was starting, weren't people on board with it as the idea of the show being week by week, you'd be doing a bounty? Wasn't that what everyone thought going in? And then as soon as the Baby Yoda thing happened, everyone's like, well, fuck, it better be like a very straight, narrow story now. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so let's jump into the actual episode, go over everything that's 
happened. So the episode starts with Mando docking his ship inside some sort of um, big uh, base base ship. Space base. Space base thing. Um, And then he lands there and straight away he starts talking with Ranzar Malk, who the Mando very easily gather that the Mando's reached out for him because, of course, he's after a job. That's what he was after. You know, he, he couldn't find a job in Tatooine. Obviously, he needs money. He just keeps getting it, mm. losing it, getting it, losing it. So very very quickly, the show's like, he's out of money. He needs money. He's reached out to this person, someone he's known for a job. This person's like, no questions asked. I've heard you got problems with the Bounty Guild. Whatever. Don't care. Like, let's let's work still anyway. Um, he is playing, Ranzar's played by uh, Mark Boone Jr., which I thought was, this. as I said, this episode's got lots of great little actors and little parts in it so I, yeah. straight away i was like i'm enjoying him as this person um so he wants him on the team that he's putting together because he basically wants mando's ship is what he says he's like don't really need you we've already got like four of people mm. but we need your ship so you kind of come with the deal so you're going to be part of the team but by the end of the episode okay. i'm like mm, could they've done it without him <laughs> no uh i think it's interesting that they said they would work together when he was younger. How old is the Mandalorian? I would estimate. So, Attack of the Clones. That happens. We got about. Oh, fuck, that's hard to work. It's kind of hard to guesstimate, isn't it? So, you got about. What? 18, 20. He'd be about between 30 to 40. Mid 30s to 40s, I guess. Would be okay. my guesstimate. Maybe yeah. Mark Boone, Boone Jr.'s character ages quicker. I mean, he could, he could have been like 20-something. He I could have been the so. older one. Like, he like he, he may only be like 50 for all we know. You know, just great head and whatever else. But yeah, I, yeah. I would put the Mando at around heading towards 40 or around that 35, 40-ish range. Probably. Yeah, okay. Well, if we, that's off the assumption of flashbacks, kid, Clone Wars period. You know, then do some quick sort of maths yeah, of what's happening there. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he says he needs his ship. So then Ranzai goes over and introduces him to Mayfeld, who's played by Bill Burr. Um, and straight away, just want to put it out there now, Bill Burr didn't know I needed him in Star Wars. Absolutely needed him in Star Wars because he was great in this role, I thought. He, he was funny. He was yeah. great. He had just like real... Charm, I guess, on screen. I don't know. It's, 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 I always enjoy when I see, I'm like, I always enjoy seeing a comedian just like work really well in like things that you wouldn't think they would work for. You know, I'm like, Bill Burr, yeah. comedian, would he work in Star Wars? Probably not. No, I don't see that. And next second you're watching him, you're like, it does work. And also, I'm a fan. I, this is something I've seen people criticizing. I'm a fan of it though. I really like, and I've kind of talked about this with the Force Awakens, everything. I like when Star Wars expands upon the types of accents that we hear in space. Because to me, there is not a Star Wars quote-unquote accent. Some people have problems if there's Star Wars accents outside of like the general like British or normal American, you know, these sort of things that were in the original movies. Here you've got a very like, I'm from Boston, bro. I've got the Star Wars-y, well, you know, what, that's my attempt at the mm. Boston accent, which Bill Burr has. So... I had no problem with that. I liked it, but I have seen some people on Twitter criticizing that, which I'm like, whatever, get the hell over it. Um, so he introduces him 
And they talk about, uh, he mentions having a history of the Mando and all these things, of course. Uh, we then learn that Mayfeld is a former Imperial sharpshooter. Uh, and then he, as he's walking away, he then gets this great line. He wisecracks back. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Which, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Bill Burr's delivery on a lot of these lines was kind of what made them work for me. And <laughs> why, no, why I enjoy, enjoyed them so much. And that's yeah. strike one. That was a joke at the expense of the original trilogy. We are yet to get, then there are about to be jokes at expense of old Star Wars. So I, I kind of enjoyed that. I mean, they start walking over towards Razor Crest, and then he comments on the ship looking like a Canto Byte slot machine. So I thought, you know, there's a there's a jab towards the new trilogy kind of um, Last Jedi, of course, Canto Byte slot machine. So that was good. Yeah, references left, right, and center at this episode. Uh, he then introduces him to Berg, played by Clancy Brown, which is cool to see because Clancy Brown was the voice did the voice of uh, Savage Press in the Clone Wars series which is Darth Maul's brother. So this is like a mm. old family member kind of coming back in, you know, from who used to mm. do something, coming back in being part of it again. Um, then my absolute joy was when they introduced Zero and I realized straight away who was voicing it, which was Richard Iodi. And I was like, wow, fucking Richard Iodi is voicing a character in Star Wars. That's amazing. And anytime he spoke in this episode, I'm like, I didn't know I needed him to voice a droid, but boy, does it work. And I would very much but, watch but more. Have you tried turning it on and off again? Yeah. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Bang, bang. Yeah. Um, that was great. I did not, I would not have called having him appear in this show at any capacity. Um, uh, but also as I saw, uh, someone point out on Twitter, they're like, he's done a voice. There's still a chance, you know, next season, season after something, he could he still could appear as a live action character. And it's, that's fine. That's kind of how it works. You know, you can do a voice, you can do live action. You, you can't, you know, yeah. you can't double dip on two ways. Clancy you Brown. Let me show your face once. Yeah. Clancy Brown would probably get away with playing a human character still. Like he voices yeah. Savage Press, does the, the Berg, and then he could probably play a human character. It would be fine. I mean, I wouldn't have any problems with that. So, um, and then the third member that Mando's introduced to is someone that he has a history with, apparently. Very, don't know how much you want to read into their, their history, but uh, Zeon who was played by Natalia Tanner or Tina, however you say her name, um, who yeah. most people, I guess, would know from Game of Thrones. I can't remember her character name, but she was the like caretaker. The of, wildling. Wildling. Care, yeah, who took after, uh, looked after Brandon that for a while. So, Or Harry Potter. She played Tonks. Yeah, but I feel like most people would know it but, yeah, these days from- Most people would do it. Game of Thrones, surely. Yeah. Um, so that's, your, that's our crew. You know, robot. Yeah. Droid. Uh, Berg, Clancy Brown, Richard O'Reilly, uh, Twi'lek. Formal robbery. And they're going to, yeah, their, their whole plan is they're going to break into a max security New Republic ship, which is basically a prison. Um, they want to get in with a short amount of time before it jumps to hyperspace. How they know when it's going to jump to hyperspace, I don't know. But jump in, find a prisoner in there. We don't know who they're after, but they're after a prisoner. And apparently the ship's supposed to be nothing but security droids. For, straight away from the premise... And I think this episode was like 42, 43 minutes. And I feel like it was longer because they spent so much time uh, at the start, like just giving you a couple of minutes to introduce to all the characters, blah, 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 blah. You know, kind of added to the runtime. Uh, straight away, I was like on board with the premise because we don't actually see much like in anything like comics, books at all about like mm. New Republic shit 
just happening. You know, like New Republic prison ship. I was like, yes, I'm on board. I want to see that. That is exciting. Show me what the hell a New Republic uh, prison ship yep. looks like. So I liked all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and as I said before, this crew, I really enjoyed all of them. They were all standouts. I really enjoyed the cast. And I enjoyed having different types of aliens and things. So then the crew take off in the Razor Crest. Um, while they're aboard, Berg is pacing around and Zero is the one who's flying the ship while the Mandalorian's in the back with the rest of them. Uh, Mando's trying to protect a certain door, which is very obviously to the, us, the audience, that that's where Yeetle's going to be hidden away. And then Zeon makes fun of him uh, a little bit by like, you know, uh, Mayfield starts asking about like uh, the helmet and all this, this sort of thing and like oh did you have a thing and all this sort of stuff and then she, I kind of like it, it at times it feels like the show's kind of written knowing that when people were watching it there's certain things that people would start making fun of like the whole this is the way thing because then she's like this mm-hmm. is the way like you know like how people yeah. online have been pointing out how corny it is like it's, how they all say it yeah. and these sorts of things so I very much enjoyed the way that all worked out and then uh, Mayfield gets his third strike in for making fun of Star Wars by uh, saying, what are you, a Gungan under that helmet? Misa, don't take off the helmet! Which I was like, oh, great. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it just had swipes in and everything. I, I thought it was great how that was hitting um, home runs. Yeah. Also, it's funny, of course, because you've got the comedian actor doing uh, jokes yeah. in the Star Wars. So I was very much enjoying that as well. Uh Berg then pushes Mando and they seem to get into a bit of kerfuffle for a second and then it opens up the door behind them. That's where Yeetle's hiding away. Then Mayfield starts teasing him about Yeetle, goes over and picks him up and then this is the part where you thought he should have killed him, <laughs> I guess. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, he's very, he's yep. very, um, I mean, no way around it. He's just manhandling Yeetle, really. So. Yeah. Bullet straight to the head. Bullet straight to Blaster. the head. Blaster. Blaster straight to the head. <laughs> It's like, oops, don't touch the yiddle. Yeah, it was hard to watch, but I was just like, they're not going to, something's going to. He dropped, he dropped, he's so small when you drop from that high. Yeah, that, that was the part that did me more. It was more, not like him holding him. I was like, well, I was like that, don't, don't touch the yiddle. It was more the part where the ship came to that sudden halt, obviously, and they all fell down. And then yiddle like kind of hit the ground and did a little bit of a tumble. I'm like, no, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> kill Bill <Burr. laughs> Um, yeah, so they land horribly because Richard Ayoade, um only knows how to fly carpets. That is a Mighty Boosh joke because he was in the Mighty Boosh. Um, and then he, they all start sneaking aboard the, the ship, the, the prison ship or whatever we're calling it. And uh, mm-hmm. everyone goes before the Mando and then the Mando eventually jumps inside. And yeah, I mean, New Republic prison ship <laughs> just looks, it's a bunch of white corridors and doors. That's the yep. people locked away. Um, these sorts of things. They they walk past a bunch of prisoners. There was nothing really that stood out to me apart from the um the same species thing from Solo yeah, was in the, there. From Solo, the John Favreau. John Favreau forced. character. Yeah. Like obviously he's not the same character, but species, which I can't remember the name same of the species. species yeah. yeah. Um So they they get into this one firefight at one stage as they're coming along because Berg, instead of just destroying this mouse droid, decides to play with it and then all these droids show up. Punts it. Punts, yeah. Then um, all these other droids show up, which I haven't seen. 
before or I'm not recognizing and maybe they're in something I don't know or I'm just not clicking onto it. But I was like, I swear these are new types of droids, like new Republic droids, I guess, which would make sense if they've, like, yeah. you know, sort of put their own droids to work. Um, and I have this bit of a firefight with the mole and it's not going too well. Mando's smart enough to sneak up behind them and then he gets this whole action sequence where he takes them all down one by one with no one else giving them a hand, of course, which was, it was a cool fight. they're all dicks. Yeah, they're all dicks. Well, I mean, thinking about it, they obviously would have been very happy if they had killed Mando. They Then they would have just finished up the job, I guess. But. She died, yeah. yeah. Um, once they take care of that, though, then they, they then go to the communications room or security room, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and inside, there is one New Republic soldier, a real human soldier, which is not supposed to be on the ship, of course, so everyone starts freaking out. Uh, this was also a... I didn't recognize him straight away, but as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh, that's Matt Lantner. Matt Lantner did the voice of Anakin in the Clone Wars animated series. So oh. there's another, like, um, tie-in. tie-in Easter egg. That's what I was like. All the Easter eggs in this episode were me, bit, like, hitting the, like, Clone Wars or whatever, like, sort of actory type stuff mm. that were working, you know. So um, that was cool to see. He plays the... New Republic soldier in this. And also, we haven't seen New Republic soldiers in, like, this before yet. And we haven't no. seen them in the movies either. So, <laughs> of the whole new trilogy, we haven't seen, like, proper New Republic soldiers. Not like him. Not like a goon sort of soldier. You know, we've seen, like, the- Well, he looks very much like a rebel. It does, I guess, yeah. But um, there might be some in the background of Force Awakens, but not- I mean, they're all like army. No, because they're they're the resistance. They're not like New Republic soldiers. Um, he then pulls out a communication device as uh, what's his fuck? Bill Burr's making fun of him uh, instead of just shooting him in the foot or punching him or whatever. Has to make fun of him, but then the the soldier pulls out this device and it's like, hey, press the button. New Republic shows up here very soon, Tracking and beacon. they'll yeah. you know destroy the whole ship because it's a, a tracker thing. Yeah. Uh, they all get into a bit of a back forth. Mando pulls guns on everyone because he doesn't want the soldier to die. I think there's a thing where it's like, th- this episode to me, wh- when you want to come into like, what's its importance in the big story? This episode's important in the big story is it does a lot to point out that Mando isn't the person that they all think he is, that they know from years ago. You know? Like, th- all of these people, these mercenaries, Bill Burr, whoever, the Twi'lek character, um, Kira, Quara, fuck, I forgot. Um, they cool. all they all talk about how when they were all together, he was ruthless and he would do you know all these sorts of things. Very much talk about him as this just kill first, ask questions later type character. But this episode does a lot to point. Yeah, it's like he doesn't want to kill the new Republic soldier. He wants him to live. He was hoping there was only droids there. And then of course at the end of the episode, they purposely point out how he didn't kill any of the other people and left them locked up on the ship. So that's like in the big picture, what the importance is, this episode makes a big job to point out that the Mando is not the same person he was. Maybe that we even saw yep. in the first episode, you know, like he's definitely ch- mm. changing throughout the, the, the progress of this thing. Um, yeah, so they argue for a bit. Then Zeon uh, throws a knife because that's her thing. She has these knives, uh, daggers, I guess, whatever. Daggers. Throwing daggers, yeah. Um, and she, she kills him, but as he goes down, he activates the device, though. So they then get told by Zero back on the Razor Crest that they have 20 minutes uh, on the clock now to find the person they want to and to get the hell out of there. So they start running for go find the prisoner after. Uh, Berg runs into some droids. This time he actually handles them because they're not tiny and they're actually big. Mouse droid, fuck with it. Big 
giant droids. I'll pick it up and chuck it into the other one and smash them all around. Either way, it looked cool yeah. to see Clancy Brown throw around some uh, big ass droids. So in, they finally arrive at the cell thereafter. They open up the door and it's another Twi'lek uh, whose name is Quinn. And we learn is the brother of uh, Kira. Quira. Kira. Zion. 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 That's it. Yeah. I'll remember by the end of the episode. Trust me. I'm not going to. Maybe. Uh, so, and he, he's played by Ismail Cruz Cordova. Is the actor who played him? Yeah. Yeah. I have no trivia there. That's the only person I have no trivia for. I'm sorry. And I just wrote it there. I just felt that I was mentioning everyone else. So if I didn't at least mention him, it would be very <laughs> out of, uh, it would feel like I very much snubbed him. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so then as they pull him out of the cell, they push Mando into the cell and lock him up. Um, and we find out very quickly as well that Mando and uh, Quinn had a past, he was obviously part of the crew that Mando was with at the time as well. So, uh, Mando, not, 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 not too dumb though, you know, pretty, pretty smart when he needs to be, uh, dumb sometime of time. So he uses his grapple thing. What do we call that? It's not grapple hook really. It's like a grapple hook. Grapple wire. Wire. Yeah, sure. Grapple wire, yeah. Uh, uses grapple wire as a droid's walking past and he pulls it towards the the thing he's locked in, cage, cell, cell. Uh, and he yep. fights with a bit and manages to pull its arm off and then he uses that to open up his own door and then he runs straight to back to the communications room, whatever we're calling it, and then he starts locking down the entire ship. So then everyone is like, okay, we're on hunting mode now and they kind of all spread out. They get split up into two parties um, Zion, 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 <laughs> Zion. Uh, Zion, and uh, Berg are trapped on one side of the door, and then you've got uh, Bilber and Quinn on the other side who start just heading back to ship anyway, because apparently he's very happy to leave his sister behind. Zero fucks given by this, yep. this guy. So, uh, very nice family, as Bilber says. By the way. Bilbo is just called Bilbo now. Fuck what his character name is. Uh, then the, <laughs> uh, Mando then like hides above in the comms room. And Com then room. As, as Berg enters, uh, he does something very silly, which I thought was very silly as soon as I thought he was going to do it, which is that he attempts to just choke him out. But then I'm like, he's just going to pull you through. And he does. He just pulls him <laughs> through the fucking Should drape. he use like a pulley system? I was like, the dude's like, He's a big freaking thing. <laughs> they ain't going yeah. to work. Uh, so they get into a bit of a fight. Definitely the longest fight. It, everyone else he kind of handles a lot faster, we see. But yeah, him and him, him and Berg get into this this fight. Uh, smashing around, all these sorts of things. They have a callback to the first episode because oh, I figured it was a callback to the first episode. That's why I took it. Where yeah. He tries to shoot the door down on Berg, but instead of like it cutting him in half, Berg just stops the first door and he's like holding it up and then Mando's like okay well I'll close the second door and um I mean they don't, they don't show it but that smushed his head surely <laughs> sure. I mean or, or smashed his head smashed something bit, yeah. but yeah I mean I don't know how it works out with him at then being there but <laughs> in my mind I was like don't really know how that works but anyway they cut away who am I to question so Quinn is then at the entry to the Razor Crest and he attempts to talk Oh, no, 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 I missed. I missed. I jumped ahead. The twelve people. I forgot to take them down my notes. Bad notes. Bad Dylan notes. Bad Dylan mm. notes. Bad naughty. Um, 
on the the Mando finds the other two on the ship first. So yep. Um, he bumps into Zion. Queen. Zion, yeah, yeah, bumps into Zion. She's like throwing the knives. Yeah, he's running at her. Yeah, has a whole knife. That was very meh. Whatever. I was like, I mean, she looks cool throwing knives or whatever, but it was the least like exciting fight moment out of the three of yep. them. And then with um, Bill Burr, you get the cool one I mentioned at the start, which is that he creeps up on him as the lights like changing in the background, very like horror movie esque, I guess, with this person creeping in the background. Um, and then in between all of this, we've had this kind of cutting backwards and forwards with Yeetal on the ship, um, who has come out of hiding, wandered into the cockpit, said hello to Zero. Zero's gone, hmm. I need to kill it. I need to kill <laughs> Yeah, I need to kill it for, for reasons unknown to me. But uh, as he pulls out his gun, Yeetal then disappears, and then we get this whole, like, cat and mouse thing between him and Yeetal. Lots of shots in yeah. between the Mando fights where it's just showing Yeetal like hiding behind this like uh, crate or whatever being like crate. <laughs> being all yeah. scared just hiding away and it's like yeah that was good. Very little Yeetal but what we did get was cute nonetheless. Adorable. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then Mando uh, he arrives right as Qu- Quinn is on the ladder about to head up to the Razor Crest and Mando it's like you know Hey bro, <laughs> I got guns. What are you? Where are you going? What's what's happening here? And then Queen attempts to talk down. He's like, "Aren't you a man of honor?" You know all this sort of stuff. And he says, "Your job was to deliver me. The job can still work. Deliver me, and you'll still get your payment. Don't care about the rest of them." Mm. Blah 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 blah. And then we cut away at this point, so you're not supposed to know what happens, obviously. But uh, we then cut into the ship again, and Zero's finally found Yeetal. And this was a great moment because he. Zero opens up the store. Yeetal's in there hiding. And then, yeah, Yeetal like puts out his hand. Puts out the, I just love how he's like, I've got powers, but I don't really know fully how to work them or how they work or anything yeah. like that. So he's just got like the hand out. And then, of course, Zero's head blows up, but it's the Mando shooting him, obviously. But then Yeetal just like looks down his hand like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, I was like, it's like, I just appreciated how he just looked down his hands like, <laughs> didn't know I could do that. Did I do that? Yeah, did I do that? I don't know. Yeah, that was great. Um, so then Mando heads back to the base, delivers Quinn. We find out that he let him live. Uh, gets paid, jumps straight back onto a ship and then takes off. However, as he's taking off, Ranzar gives the order to kill him and we start seeing this gunner ship uh, coming up out to head after Mando and go kill him, obviously. Yep. Uh, but then... Quinn finds in his pocket that the Mando hid the New Republic tracker on him, which is now like going like full, like, beep, 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 like a, they're about to reply. And then, as I've called them in my notes here, the Director's Guild of X Wings then appear because all three of them, this is my favorite moment of the episode, solely because the first person I saw was Dave Filoni. So, in the first X Wing. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah you rec- of course, you would recognize them straight away. That's great. I, I think if you're listening to this thing at this stage, I think it's very admitted I'm a Dave Filoni fan. Boy, a little I bit. wouldn't have recognized him without the. He created. The hat, so. Well, I mean, him, I was, George Lucas, and him technically, but I mean, either way, he, that, he's involved with my favorite Star Wars character, so it's hard not to love the guy. Um, then, so Dave Filoni is in first X Wing. The second X Wing is uh, Famuia, Famuwa. Yeah. Oh my god, the director of the episode, nonetheless, is in the second one, and then Deborah Chow is the third uh, X Wing. So you've got the three trio of directors that did episodes one two three and then um five yep. six no yeah five six yep. seven um 
Directors Guild of X Wings, which was great. I like. I, I love saying it. this. Is what I'm saying the yeah. the things that were exciting me are like this. I'm like Dave Filoni's in an X Wing. I don't know if that's going to hit for everyone, but for me, I was like Dave Filoni's in an X Wing. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. great. <laughs> Good for him. That's cool. And then I was getting real happy because at the end, um, I went wait for the for the credits because even for bit characters like that, they always have they'll like still have a name because names. Star Wars, everyone has to have a name. That's how it works. You can't not name Toy even reasons. a bit character in this thing. Um, and here's, I should have wrote it down here. I, I thought I'd remember it, but it's uh, something wolf, uh, trap, trapper wolf or something like that, which yeah, of course right. trapper wolf, I think it was, which I'm like, ah, that's so good because of course Dave Filoni is a big wolf fan. And then he brought wolves into the last season of rebels and, um, and made them like such a big, important part of that series and everything. So I'm like, ah, oh, that name's so good. He plays a X-Wing, New Republic person, Trap Trap. Yeah, so I was getting excited over like the most, the least thing that anyone else is probably getting excited about. I mean, I'm sure there's other people, but yeah, Dave Flaney was the best part of the episode. Um, <laughs> and they, the yeah. New Republic then ap- approaches the base and then they see the gunner ship coming out. So they're like, oh, they're sending out a gunner ship after us. That's no good. So then they shoot the fuck out of it and it blows up. And then Mando, takes off into hyperspace and away he goes. Very good play, I would say. You know, at the end, you're like, very good. Very good the way you pulled that Yeah, very smart. Very smart, like I say. Uh, and then at as the end, he- you know, yeah. Uh, he tells, he gives a little ball to Yiddle. Yeah. He tells Yiddle, I told you that was a bad idea. Yeah. So it's all Yiddle's fault. Yeah, I just, you can count, it, him. bring it back in your head that like before the episode starts, he's like in the ship and he's like, I need some money. And Yiddle's like, well, how about you do a job? And he's like, oh, don't nag me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, does, goes, do the job. I appreciate how he just keeps giving this bowl. Like every time it's like, there's your thing. Yeah. Play with your thing. There's your little piece. Uh, the episode does end with that moment I mentioned before, of course, where they cut back to the prison and we see that they're all locked up and he didn't actually kill anyone. Even the people at the end, he didn't actually kill himself, mm. you know? So, um, he just killed the. He, he didn't actually kill anyone in this whole episode. When it comes down to it, so I feel like that's somewhat yeah. important. Uh, any random tidbits or things I've missed that you uh, want to bring up, discuss, um, talk about? I'm just curious. Uh, when are we going to see the Bryce Dallas Howard cameo? I guess. <laughs> see, the only one. Well, no, because. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Taika was in the I mean, Taika episode. wasn't a cameo, but he plays a character, so yeah. He plays a character, yeah. Yeah, he plays a character, yeah. So John Bryce- Favreau voiced the character, yeah. Yeah, so. Even though it didn't direct, yeah. That's right. So, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard did get... Sh- well, I mean, we've we'll got a couple episodes left. Yeah, she could be... I'm very doubtful, She could be but- the person we saw in the last episode. Yeah, imagine that. That's a big twist. Everyone would be so she, happy She could that. be the jingling person. Mm. I'm sure everyone would be very pleased about that. Um, But yeah, overall... Really great episode. I thought, I thought it, you know, pacing was great, action was great, jokes all worked for me. Obviously, I was yeah. very excited about random Easter eggy type stuff that was hundred percent working for me. But <laughs> <laughs> hitting all the Easter eggy type Dylan points. So this was an episode made for Dylan. Mm. Oh, one, I do want to bring up one point that I've seen a lot of people online saying. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter this last week saying that this this episode felt like a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I don't really get the analogy because- Just because like, it's very small. I know, like, but there's like lots the of- set. There's heaps of- Just others. corridors. You I know, guess. Doctor Who was full of corridors, so. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but like, there's so many space shows. Like, wouldn't that analogy work for so many like yeah. random serialized like, kind of space shows? Like, 
Oh, Star Trek feels like Doctor Who. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I don't know. It's all the same, I guess. But um, next week's episode, again, we mentioned this last week or whatever it was, um, is out on Wednesday. We're presuming 7 p.m. usual time. I'm hoping they'll announce or something that will drop earlier just because 7 p.m. is like a weird time, especially for people in Australia going to midnight releases because it's like, okay, well, I watch that. I mean, obviously there's time, but I'm still just like, I would yeah. I would rather more air for it to breathe, you know? Like, I, I'd, I'd rather a bigger mm. gap between watching Mandalorian before watching Rise of Skywalker. So, uh, But if it does drop at 7, whatever it is, I'm hoping that there's not a big tie-in to Rise of Skywalker because then it's kind of going to annoy me that if there's a big tie-in, we didn't get a chance to talk about it on this and, like, theorize a bunch of bullshit before Rise of Skywalker. You know what I mean? That'll, yeah. that'll be kind of annoying if that's the way it goes, but... Oh, well. Oh, well. I don't think there's going to be a huge tie-in. It's just... I've seen a bunch no of people this week... No going to be able to watch it on Friday. I've seen... I don't think... The only rumor I'm buying into... And I don't think this rumor is based on anything other than people, like, coming up with an, a plausible thing that would make sense would be that he possibly... The next planet he goes to is Jakku. And not like there's a big... um tie-in like character-wise or anything like that but it's just like oh it's Jakku yeah. you know like there's a Jakku Jakku yeah. that's the planet he ends up on you could have him talk to fucking Unclub plot there's your tie-in I don't know you know what I mean or he runs into Maz Kanata. he delivers Ray to the planet mm. that's his package maybe that wouldn't that be crazy <laughs> there's your answer to everyone's questions yeah that's the ship you see taken off in all those flashbacks and Force Awakens yeah Ray's the Razorcrest <laughs> Your head's like, I mean, but actually, <laughs> it could work. Uh, well, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Mandalorians. Uh, good episode, just not a lot to really theorize no. about or much, I mean, discuss really, but that's fine. Stuff happened. Yeah, stuff happened. It was good. I liked it. Good stuff. Uh, you can find the show on explosionnetwork.com, of course, youtube.com slash explosionnetwork for the video version and all good podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you'd like. You can also find our Star Wars podcast, All Around Explosion, which this week will feature an episode where we discuss The Rise of Skywalker, because in case you didn't know, that is out on Thursday, 12.01 a.m. Um, in my mind, by the way, as a side note, I had it set. I have like this app called Days on my phone, which I used to like count down to events and shit like that. And I had it set for Thursday for Rise of Skywalker. And then I was like, yeah. but no, it's Wednesday I should have it set to. Because once I fall asleep Tuesday well, and wake up Wednesday, that's it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sleeping again. So you're not sleep. You're not going to take a nap? No, no, no. Fuck no. Um, full height mode. I can't sleep. No, I, I can't take naps. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not old. I'm not your age yet. I don't take naps. No. no. Well, no. I, I start work at seven o'clock in the morning. So yeah. I might you, you, you need can, to take I'll a allow you to have a quick nap. I'm probably going to sleep. You know, I'm going to wake up at like a normal time and then go for a, my drive down the Hobart and do what I need to do. But yeah, I was like, oh, I can set, I can Just change the app. Caffeine I, filled. I, yeah. I, I took the app back a day and then I was like, oh, it's closer now. Ooh. And I could allow myself Ooh. to do it. Yeah, it made sense. Uh, yeah. So go listen to that. Of course, later in the week, they'll probably be up uh, Friday or something. Whenever close. Uh, follow Explosion Network on Twitter at Explosion Pod to find out all these things, uh, including when the hell the... Wednesday Mandalorian episode will go up, I guess. And you can follow me on Twitter yep. at VivaLadil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. Follow Ash on Twitter at Ashley Hobley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-A-B-L-A-Y. And until a couple days, maybe, I don't know, we have spoken. <laughs>